separate out of my wife because she's my wife. And there are certain things she puts up with out of me because I'm her husband. We overlook things when it comes to family sometimes. You can say you don't, but you know you do. Amen. Uh, we, we read the vows yesterday, and uh, I think in those vows it tells through the good and through the bad. And somebody said, well, they didn't tell me it's as bad as it's going to be. Amen. Maybe they didn't. Amen. But it doesn't give a ratio between the good and the bad. Amen. It's no different in church. Amen. Sometimes you just have to live with the bad. Amen. Because as long as you're dealing with humanity, there's going to be some bad. You can bet on it. Amen. I appreciate you. We love Sister Joanne. Appreciate everything. All the, every time we come, it's just wonderful. We love it. And I'm nervous. Can you tell that? Because I, I got to preach to you this morning, though. And I feel God tugging on my heart. So if you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew, chapter number 24. Amen. Chapter number 24. Very, very, very familiar scriptures. I'm probably going to read several here. God help us. Sometime back, God gave me this thought, and, and I would have loved to have preached it. I'm not a camp meeting preacher, but I would have loved to have had a, a tabernacle full Folks, when God gave me this message, amen. And I, I want to share it with you this morning. Matthew chapter number 24, get reading verse 1. The Bible said, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And he said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone. Upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you for many shall come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars that as see that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. I want you to notice in that scripture that all that's plural. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and shall be hated of all nations, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, 
and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to his church. I want to settle right here. Hey man, I have never in my experience seen the hatred amongst the saint of God's that we are experiencing in the day we're living. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Would you pray with us, God, our Heavenly Father? Master, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you, we praise you, we thank you. God, for your mercy and for your grace in this hour. God, we pray you'd anoint us with the power of the Holy Ghost. God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you, Master, for your divine presence, for your touch, for that anointing that breaks every yoke, every chain ever federal God. Move among us today. Give us a good order service. Let the power of God overshadow hearts. And we'll forever praise you, Master. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. I've got a thought this morning. I don't seem like since I've pastored now, I don't hardly, hardly title them much anymore, but God gave me this thought. I'm probably going to take my text from verse number 12. Amen. The title to my message this morning is that there is a chill in the air. There is a chill in the air. Amen. I know that the disciples have came to Christ as curious as humanity is and the children of God as well are curious I mean, we've endured a lot through the years. If you're a saint of God and you pray, amen, you've had an enemy. Amen, his name is Satan. He has battled the church. He has battled preachers. He has battled Sunday school teachers. He has battled the laity. Amen, he has done everything he could to discourage. He's done everything too to disappoint. Amen, he's tried to bring us to a place to divide us. Amen, among ourselves. Amen, he's brought division by deception. He's brought division by hatred. He's brought division first one thing and another. And because iniquity shall abound, the Bible said, amen, the love of many shall wax cold and we're living in a day brother it's getting colder and colder by the minute amen there was days brother that we'd get a reprieve amen we could go through life maybe for a few weeks or months and not just seem to have the struggle amen that we're seeing in this hour amen but because iniquity is rampant amen there's probably not a home here this morning that hasn't been affected by drugs or 
or a separated marriage or first one trouble or another. Amen. Can I tell you because iniquity abounds. Amen. We look around. There's corruption in the White House. There's corruption in Congress. There's corruption in the Senate. There's corruption everywhere we turn. Amen. Brother, did you notice there used to be what they call moderates. We don't have moderates anymore. It's either black or white. Amen. It is now changed. Amen. The enemy doesn't care how to stand in the church. Amen. Cause division among us. And it's made hearts grow cold. Help me, Holy Ghost. Can I ask you a question here? How cold is your heart this morning? Has that chill affected you? Has that chill brought, amen, weather that you did not ask for? Amen, are you living in a place? I I noticed, amen, amongst Christians. You know, I don't fellowship much with the world. That doesn't say that I don't work for a living because I do. I'm around sinners. I see how they live. But I've watched Christians uh, and I try to to connect with the saint of God in some way. Amen, brother. We might have some kind of commonality among us. Uh, Amen, to worship God and to love the Lord together. Amen, but even that line has been separated. uh, Amen, over the years. Amen. Christ prophesied. Amen. And told them that there would come a day because iniquity should abound. Amen. The love of many would wax cold. And brother, there are those that used to come to the house of God. They still attend. They still come. Amen. But their worship is cold. And their worship is dead. And they come to the house of God. Amen. With an axe to grind. Amen. They've had trouble. Uh, amen. Because sin uh, has abounded in the lives uh, of their children uh, and of their friends. Uh, it has brought a coldness. If I've ever had God speak to my heart this probably a year or so ago I never preached this message until just about a month ago. I felt God speak to me about a year ago and the Lord told me there's a chill. There's a chill. My wife, most women, are cold-natured creatures. It can be 80 degrees, 90 degrees outside. I go in the house and the house is about 74. It's still warm to me, but it's cold to mama. And I'm thinking, man, Put on some clothes. Wrap up in a blanket. I'm about to burn up. Amen. So, if anybody understands a chill, ladies, you ought to help me preach this morning. If you understand how easy it is, your husband sitting next to you is a sweating and you're freezing to death. 
Amen. I watched them come to church. Amen. Brother, we got a lady. I mean, she ain't about being around as Sister Joanne. Amen. And uh, that's not a put down, it's just the way it is. Uh, amen. Skinny, whatever you want to call it. Uh, her name is April. And Sister April uh, come to church. And I seen her get up one day. I thought I said something and made her mad. Man, I thought she was leaving the sanctuary. Amen. But I watched her. She went to the nursery, come back out, had this blanket wrapped around her. Uh, amen. She done got cold in the church. Uh, I'll get hearing me right here. Uh, it's done got cold in the house of God. Brother Randy, uh, it's done got to a place. Uh, it almost like winter time uh, in the church house. Uh, amen. Because iniquity shall abound. Uh, the love of many uh, has grown cold. We don't pray like we used to. You got a prayer life, I'm not talking to you. I'm telling you, it's getting cold in church. It ain't unheard of. You don't know. Can I just be straight this morning? Some of you sitting right here, you won't admit it to yourself or to your mate, but you've gotten cold. Help me. Holy Ghost. It just don't feel the same no more. Tell you something. It may not be like it was 30 years ago. But show me where God has changed. I told this church, I'm sure I've told it here. Brother Elmer Golden was an old Church of God preacher. Come to our area several years ago and I was pastoring my first church. I think you vowed a church of God. And I had him come preach me a homecoming. He was an elderly brother. The whole line of the church of God, homeless man. And I booked him. He got and told my church. He said, you know, he said we had a general assembly a bunch of years back. I think it was in the 50s. He said they had a general assembly. And the message was given out. And the interpretation was given that when my people become to me what the apostles were, I become to them what I was to the apostles. Are you hearing me right here? Amen, brother. We want the power of God. Uh, we want the healing virtue. Amen. We want the things of God. Uh, amen. But the spirit uh, in us has gotten cold. Uh, amen, brother. It's gotten indifferent. Uh, amen. People are just throwing their hands up. Uh, amen. And it's giving in to it. Uh, instead of fighting it, uh, Instead of taking a stand and saying it ain't going to happen in my house. It's not going to happen to me. I'm going to love God. I'm going to worship my God. We don't want to call it sin. But the Bible said when a man knoweth to do good. And he doeth it not to him, it is a sin. We don't cuss, but we're not near as fervent as we used to be. And it's gotten colder and colder. Some of us stand in judgment in the book of Revelation. Chapter number two and chapter number three, 
where the letters are sent to the churches. Who'd have ever thought? I mean, the church at Ephesus gathered, amen, with Paul when Paul was going to Jerusalem in the 20th chapter of Acts. You remember the story? Paul told them, gathered the elders together and said, I'm going bound to Jerusalem, not knowing what shall befall me there. Say that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city. Amen. The bonds and afflictions abide me. Amen. They began to cry. And Paul said, why weep ye and break my heart? I mean, they had a love for Paul. They had a love for the gospel Paul preached. Amen. But in the second chapter of the book of Revelation, we have found a generation. Amen. That has left their first love. Amen. They walked away from the thing that's the most important to them. Can I ask you a question? How's a minister of the gospel when I see this taking place uh, in a church house uh, how can I ignore it uh, how can I just walk away from it uh, I'm not going to let my kids uh, stick their head on a hot stove uh, and I'm not going to let the children of God uh, amen without saying something uh, let them get cold have gotten I know there's deception I know we guard against it now look I don't want to be such a family member that you don't pay attention to what I'm saying so you know I talk plain in my church you know I love you I'm going to talk plain to you and if you get mad with me, it just proves my point. How cold you really are. We got some young folks right here. All you do is sit and look. When's the last time you made a physical commitment in front of a witness and got up off the pew and made your way to the altar? When's the last time, Mama, you pushed your plate back? I got sugar problems, preacher. Hey, I understand. I'm going to tell you something. Praise God. We wouldn't need so much junk through the years. Amen. Be a little less likely. Amen. To have problems later on in life. Amen. I'm fat because I didn't take care of my body like I should have. Amen. I'm still relatively healthy. As far as I know, no blood pressure, no sugar problems. Amen. But I'm thinking and praising God. Amen. For that fact. But I don't want to let my spirit get cold. I don't care how bad my body feels. I don't care how worn out I am. I still want God. I know I love him. And I worship him. And I don't want the deadness to get a hold of my soul. You may have said, Brother Chuck, you've missed it. No, I haven't. There's a chill in the air. I don't know how hot it is outside, but it had to be hitting close to 85 or 90 this morning before Sunday school. I don't care how hot it is out yonder. It's done gotten cold. In church houses across the land. They sing about Jesus. 
but it's just a phantasm or a figment of somebody's imagination. Or he's just something that goes to the shelf. I'm, I'm all right. I'm going to put it back. I can get it off. I don't know why some folks think fat folks can't dress themselves. But you know, we just pull that thing off. And off the church, their trapes. And they cut them the guys. They're so good to see God. I got the victory. Lying through their teeth. They lost the victory years ago. And Brother David, they've grown cold in their soul. Amen. Yeah, we still want to hold to the fact that we are, you know, well, I'm still a Christian. And I don't do what that druggies are doing. Amen, brother. It's not just the fact that you don't do what a druggie does. Amen. Are you doing what God said do? Are you living like God said live? Amen. Are you hungry for heaven? Amen, brother. It is them that are thirsty and that are hungry that shall be filled. Pentecostal churches in 2018 are trying to have what they had in the 70s without a hunger and without a thirst. Listen, I can eat cold chicken because I'm a preacher. And I guess we're known to like chicken. I'd really rather have steak. I don't want no bloody cold steak. My wife don't just thaw it out and bring it to the dinner table. Raw. I like my wife used to take leftover chicken. And she told me, she said, I gotta quit cooking like that. Got too much left over sometimes. And so she used to take it and get a boiling pot of water going. And Sister Annie, she'd take that. It'd be better than Colonel Sanders. It's better than Colonel Sanders the first time. And she'll set a screen or one of them flat colic looking things on top. And then she'll set that chicken on top of that. Are you hearing me? And that's how she'd warm it. She ain't done that in a while. This is a hint to her if y'all ain't noticed. <laughs> and uh, it just warm that chicken up through and through, man. It wouldn't be dry. You put it in a microwave, it tastes like rubber. But she'd steam that chicken, son. And it'd be just as good, if not better, than it was the first time she served it. Ah, man, I hadn't had no breakfast. I'm getting hungry. Man, but you know what's happened in the house of God? People are losing their hunger. They get hurt by somebody or somebody says something out of season. And they've got their feelings on their shoulders. I mean, their lips are far out. The whole church road to the house of God on it. And they want everybody to see it. You know, does anybody tell me what there is in the presence of the Lord? 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Maybe that's the way I should have said it. And then they come to church and wonder why God ain't moving. And their heart's grown cold. And the Word of God's just somebody up there beating on us. It don't really mean a whole lot. Man, you know, praise God. I wonder if that's how them kids feel every time they get disciplined. Mama just hates me. Mama just don't love me. When you and I know the truth. Amen. Them kids get disciplined because we want good character in their hearts. Amen. And brother, when we grow cold in God, amen, it gets a deadening silence. In the house of God, it's scary. I tell you, I get up to my church sometimes. I said, y'all scaring me to death. Amen. Are we dead? Is this a funeral? Amen. What's going on in this house? Are you hearing me here? Amen. This ain't about worship. This is about the coldness. And I'm a feeling in the air. Amen. There's a chill. Amen. In the house of God, there's a chill. In the church, there's a chill. In revival. Coldness. Look at this. Just because iniquity has abound. I'm going to try to be nice right here. But I think sometimes we like blaming the devil. Sister Anna told us this morning in Sunday school that he gave us power over the devil. You remember when Paul was standing at Mars's hill and he told that bunch up there that there was a day God winked at ignorance. But not anymore. Can't blame it on dev folks. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Can't blame. I'm not talking about sinners coming out of darkness in the light. I'm talking about those living in the light that have grown cold and indifferent and they've grown cold and indifferent to the gospel and they've grown cold and indifferent amen to one another amen brother there's a day amen they'll leave the house of God they'll hug you kiss you on the cheek walk out of the house of God and you're the sorest thing that ever walked amen brother they'll tell everybody I don't trust this one I don't trust that one amen God help me am I so cold that everything's negative and everything is wrong are you hearing me right here Amen. There's a chill in this air. There's a chill. Amen. Proverbs. See, we won't call it backsliding. I've said, if I build the things I once destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. We don't want to call them a backslider, but that's exactly what they are. That's exactly what they are. If you ain't, you're worse off this year than you was last year, spiritually, you've gone cold. Help us, Jesus. We don't want to call them backsliders. They used to wouldn't cut their hair, now they cut their hair. They're, they're not backsliding. Just, they never really believed that way. Oh, so they never were born again. Is that what you're saying? Tell you what the Baptists will argue with you. You can tell them you believe somebody backsliding. They'll tell you right quick, well, they probably didn't have it to start with. 
And how do you argue with that? You can't. Why is it that Pentecostal folks go from hot to cold? Might have been the way it used to be. I'm going to tell you something. He's stopping right in the middle now. And, brother, that's the coldest chill there is. Lukewarm. I can't stand lukewarm coffee. I can't stand lukewarm soup. I can't stand lukewarm food. Help me, Lord. Because iniquity shall abound. I've got a couple of scriptures I want to read you. And it's found in Proverbs chapter number 14, verse 14. The Bible said, The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Hebrews 10 and 38 tells us, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. I don't know if you've ever read the first chapter of the book of Isaiah, but I'm going to read it. I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to read some of it. I want to read two verses. In verse 4, Isaiah says, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, and they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. And they are gone away backwards. Verse 5 said, Why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. That word stricken here means to punish. God asked Israel a question. What benefit is it to punish you? The more I try to turn you, the further you get. You read the first chapter of Isaiah and it'll remind you of America. We have brought sin into the church, not drinking, not smoking. Oh, Lord, don't get me started on this smoking and vaping. Lord, have mercy. I had, had one, one guy told me his wife thought smoking was a sin, but vaping was okay. I just stood there like a deer caught in the headlights, man. I said, how stupid is that? But you see, that's what deception does. Deception gets you to weigh in what's right and what's wrong. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if the love of the world is in you, then the love of the Father is not. What is the love of the world? It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That'll cover anything that's worldly. And they have so been enamored in our Pentecostal churches with the world till Brother David is pulled a coldness. I knew I wouldn't preach long this morning. And you may ask me not to be back tonight, but I'm going to tell you, there's a chill in some of us this morning. I told my church, I said, hey, I said, you may ask me to leave before this service is over. I said, but there's some of us sitting right here. We done got cold. 
I have, I had this thing about punctuality. And, and my wife said, honey, if, if we ever get to heaven by you being early, you'll never miss glory. I, I, I mean, I'm early. I like getting to church early. If Sunday school's at 10, I'm there at 9. Well, I go early, real early. But if I was at the pastor, 9.30, I'm rolling in the door. I go to work. I go to work. I'm there between 20 after 5 and 5.30 every morning. One of the, the lead man picks at me all the time and, and said, I guess we're going to start paying you overtime in the morning when you get here so early. I said, I don't like coming and just jumping out there in it. You know, Sister Sheila talked about uh, praying and prepping for the service. I like to go and get my mind, man, woke. You know, I got to talk to myself a little bit. I'm fixing to face some devils. I want to get things in order before I get started. <laughs> Come on here. Amen. And it's gotten cold in the house of God. And I, I had every church in Revelation. There were hypocrites in church. They tolerated the spirit of Jezebel. Amen. And Thyatira. Amen. To get down to the church at Laodicea. And, and they think they're okay. And that's the coldest chill of all. I mean, it's all cold. Paul said, know this, that perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. This ain't the world he's preaching to. It's the church. The church has become a lover of her own self. She's proud. She's boastful. Amen, brother, are you hearing me? Amen, she's proud. Amen, brother, they come in, they strut in in their clothes. Their hair's long. They strut it around. Amen, like it's salvation. It ain't salvation. Being born again, washed in the blood, of Jesus Christ is what brings salvation. Long hair on a woman is just a result of salvation. Not the source. It is a result. It's getting cold. You know, if anybody knows what this church has been through, I know. And I'm preaching this this morning because I love you. And I hope I don't have to qualify that statement. Some of my dearest friends are right here in this building. Let me tell you, if you're not careful, well, you're already missing some. I'm not talking about the ones that passed on and went to glory. I'm talking about sons no longer come to church. They're gone. We never saw it coming. Anybody here see it coming? If you had, I want you warning. None of us saw it coming. The guy that blindsided us. Let me tell you something. When it's cold like that, things like that happen. And we're so enamored our own problems that we can't even see what elders need hey baby come play me something brother thank you I don't want you to fall out but Chuck here I promise you unless God changes me it'll be a little different than mine but I told my church I said how can I see it 
just, brother, did I come in here this morning, pump us all up, pat you on the back, and watch you walk right out into eternity. Also without God. I got too much of burden for the ministry to watch it back up, grow cold, lose interest. Is that the words you use, Sister? And just the relationship just don't mean this much. I've got beautiful. I've got a picture of my wife on her contact. I don't even have her name. I got the word beautiful. And when she calls me, there's that beautiful woman looking at me from my cell phone. Her name above it, beautiful. I don't even have him for rent today, Sheila. Because I know who it is. 39 years ago, probably laugh at me, but I knelt down in a laundromat. And I looked at her. And I said, will you marry me? Some would probably say, Sis Sheila, you should have said no. But she didn't. She looked down almost in tears and said, Without a doubt. I'm not, you know, I'm like you guys. I'm not no super spiritual. Ladies fan, you know, where I can just know what the right things to say and to say them. I mean, you know, I'm I'm liable to just look over and say, I don't like that dress. Honey, that don't mean that she's ugly. That doesn't mean, Brother David, that I think she's fat. It's not what that means. It means I love her. And I want her to look nice. And if that's all she has, she won't let me buy her nothing. I can get her something. And, and you know, Lord Jesus, I just love her. And I still love her after 39 years. 36 years ago this November, I knelt down at an old-fashioned because of that woman and her prayers, Sister Joy. I knelt down at an old-fashioned altar. And I gave my heart and my home to Jesus Christ. And ladies, you won't wear the britches in your house, you'll go to hell with that spirit. Men, you're the priest. 
The burden's on you, boy. To love her as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And you know what's happened to us in the house of God? You should have preached. You, had, you didn't know you was on my message this morning. We've lost. You know what I found out in my studies? I found out that Timothy was probably the pastor of the church at Ephesus. Theologians all agree. I've got a chronological book at the house that chronologizes the world with the church and what was happening in the church during the kingdoms of throughout history. I forget what the year, it seems like it's in the early 40s or 50s when it ends in this book. But they think that Timothy, this is the man that God told through the Apostle Paul to be a good soldier. That a good soldier does not entangle himself with the affairs of this life so he might please him who has called him to be a good soldier. But it's the church at Ephesus that lost her first love. I remember my commitment to my wife. It was in a courthouse. I didn't have a wedding. Made my mama mad. She wanted to have us one, but I didn't have a wedding. It's in a courthouse when I promised to love, honor, cherish, obey until death do us part. She's not dead yet, neither am I. She's still next to Christ, the best things ever happened. How can I honor her? By honoring Christ. How can I be faithful to her? Be faithful to Christ. Be faithful to Jesus. Don't you stand all over this place this morning. I'm sorry if I got a little emotional. Maybe, maybe we're not used to seeing preachers cry. He starts touching my heart. I can't help but weep. Can I tell you this morning? It won't be a shame so much that you've gotten cold as an individual. What will be the shame is for you to stay that way. Is your experience with the Lord important to you? Is it important enough that you're in His house this morning? Does it mean enough to you? We're not talking about pastors, church members. We're talking about individuals this morning. Your relationship with Jesus Christ, how critical and vi uh, 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 important is it, vital is it to you today? Are you here this morning? You don't know Jesus is your personal Savior. Some of us may be going into things in life that He'll be the only thing that helps us when it all's said and done.
This altar's open this morning. I want every head bowed. I'm not going to ask you to lift your hand. God dealt with me about preaching this here. Are you cold? You feel that chill this morning? That coldness has crept into our churches in America, our camp meetings, the cliques that had divided, the division that has been brought through deception. Won't you step out this morning? Nobody's going to call you out. Nobody's going to single you out today. It'll be your choice. You want to draw closer. Now's the time. Behold, today is the day the Bible said of salvation. There's some already coming. This isn't a mark. You're not telling folks I'm lost. But you know, there was a day you didn't have to pry folks to an altar. They came. They came of their own free will. And they knelt before God. This altar's open this morning. I'm done.